Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about Forza Horizon 5 and some Dark Pictures Anthology's House of Ashes. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is bent to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. I don't even know what we're going to cover in our side quest today. Um, I have some music I want to talk about maybe or like some other topics. Uh, possibly uh, nothing offensive. Um, we're going to keep it <laughs> nice and clean. Um, <laughs> and as always, if you want, uh, if you, it, uh, I can't now. I got myself all jumbled. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail dot com. You can sign us up for Turning Point USA or whatever the hell else you want. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, are there any uh, bumpers for the network? Yeah, uh, horror movie yearbook has a Halloween Kills episode out. They also have a tiny tear titled "It's the Quasats Hotterock Charlie Brown," which is a Dune reference and the fact that Dune, uh, Tim watched Dune while he was completely hungover on the morning of Halloween. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing how that went. And uh, I think Willie's been watching the "I Know What You Did Last Summer" TV series that just started what? on Amazon. Why, why um, is that even a thing? I don't know, but I want to hear his thoughts about it. Because I just watched I Know What You Did Last Summer for the first time, like, a few weeks ago, and that, that movie's bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> that it's movie's bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so, just trying to capitalize on the popularity of Scream, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Tim's got a horror, uh, an honor roll that's going to be coming out shortly. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the list of movies at my fingertips because I didn't prepare for this very well. But anyway, lots of stuff over on Horror Movie Your Book. There's so much stuff I want to talk about on Film Nerds, but I keep not asking people when their time is clear. I know we still need to talk about Midnight Mass and probably more Mike Flanagan stuff. I was going to say, um, if, if people join the Patreon, they get access to the Discord server, and then they can actually like talk to us about all these cool shows. We've been talking about Bly Manor lately. Nick, mm-hmm. uh, Nick and I have been doing that. Yep. And uh, Entourage has been a topic as well lately. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, that's, um, that's the one of the bonuses to the, to the Patreon is being able to actually access the Discord. Uh, it, it's a specific Discord for the network, so you can jump in and talk to all the hosts of our shows and just any topics. You know, we've got all kinds of great stuff in there. We talk about food in one channel. We've got music in another. We've got, you know, all of the, the different podcasts have each their own channels to discuss whatever topics pertaining to the latest episode or whatever. So something to keep in mind if you want to uh, join up on that Patreon, you can also join in the Discord and talk to us. Well, I'm going to give a quick list of things I would like to talk about on a Film Nerds, but would probably Do require it. a bunch of different different episodes. Uh, Mike Flanagan in general, but also Midnight Mass um, specifically, and also the other stuff. Um uh, Dune, of course, which we need to talk about. Shang-Chi, which just hit Disney Plus for uh, non... Like, anybody can watch it without paying extra money on Disney Plus now. Um, what else have I seen? We just saw Eternals uh, yesterday in a 400-person theater that had, like, five people in it, which is very nice. Hmm. Um, probably not for the box office of the movie, but it was nice for us. Um... And then I feel like we've seen something else recently, too. But I don't know. But anyway, 
those are all things I want to talk about. If anybody like Dave Steele or uh, Jason who listened to this want to like give me a priority ranking on that, maybe we can start cooking through some of the stuff because uh, I've been bad about trying to schedule people's time. Um, and I always feel bad asking them to do things. So, uh, but if you guys, the people who pay us, want to tell us what to do, we like to listen to you. Um, and please, please let us know. I'm pretty sure everyone involved in the network has seen Dune, so that could be a, a huge mega cast. I have not seen Dune. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, it's okay. available free on not free, but on HBO Max. No, I know. I'm just um, too busy yeah. watching Entourage. <laughs> That's fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean Dune. That's the thing is that like I like to keep it to like three people, sometimes four. Um, and so it's kind of like picking and choosing who wants to be on certain stuff, but also, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So we could um, just do like a giant bonus episode round table that goes into everyone's feed where like all of us pop in like a Google meet and we just like shoot the shit. Maybe we have to buzz in instead of just talking over each other. constantly. You got to raise your hand. (laughs) Yeah. Like this little function right here. Yeah. I'll. I'll I'll be a I'll be a uh, moderator. moderator. I can mute and unmute people as as I see fit. No, <laughs> I can cancel and uncancel people as I see fit. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll figure something out. Sweet. Yep. Um, I'm gonna talk first. What? I've been playing Hollow Knight still. I think I put thirty hours into that game. Nice. Um, mostly because I'm bad at it, I think, is the main. <laughs> I really don't know if I like the game or not, is the thing. I'm 30 hours into it. I'm like, I don't know if I enjoy this game or not. Because there's so much, like, in this late part of the game, I'm doing a lot of end game related stuff. And there's certain conditions that you need to meet to make, to get, like, uh, there's, like, many different endings to the game. But there's, like, four endings that are locked off unless you have a certain item. I'm trying to get that item, and, you know, that part's kind of okay. It's a little miserable. It plays more like Super Meat Boy. There's a bunch of saws all over the place. You have to, like, jump over them and dash really? past them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But... Yeah, I mean, it's one of Jason Schreier's, like, favorite games, so I have to, like, hate it just out of, like, <laughs> I I think it's a very well-made game. The thing that pushes me off of it so much is that, like, I feel like this late in the game, there's a lot of cases where, like when money was more important, which it's not so important in the game now because I think I've bought pretty much everything that you need to buy for the most part. There's a couple things that are like super expensive that I could probably still build towards. But the corpse runs that you need to do to get your money back when you're like doing stuff that's far away from save rooms is just fucking miserable. And finally I've gotten to the point where you can like set a a spawn point and consume uh, like a currency that you gather in order to get back to that easily. But it came so late in the game that, like, it probably would have shaved 10 hours off of my save time if I had <laughs> it earlier. And so, like, I get why people like it. And I probably will check out Silk Song when it comes out, which is the, like, supposed to be DLC, but became a whole nother game from the Kickstarter that this game was based off of. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's It's weird. The game, 
I think there's a lot of cool aspects about the game. Um, especially like there's a lot of lore to it that you can either take or leave. Um, it's pretty creepy in a lot of cases. There's like interesting monsters and things to fight. And the charm system is interesting because it lets you kind of spec out your character in different ways. If you want to use the spells more than you use your sword or you want to make yourself really strong or, you know, all that type of stuff. I think there's a lot of, uh, variability in how you can play the game, but it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like my, my soul is tied to it now. And if I don't finish it before I move on, I'm not gonna, I can't cross the threshold of a church anymore or something. I don't know what I couldn't do without my soul. I can't breathe on a window and have my breath there. Isn't that what Bart, when Bart trades his soul away? I he don't remember. Like, he goes to like fog up a window with his, with his breath and it doesn't work because he doesn't have a soul anymore. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. That's, that sounds that's, about right. That's where I'm at with like I traded my soul to Hollow Knight and I haven't gotten it back yet. So, <laughs> would you say you're feeling hollow? <laughs> All right. Uh, he's done. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, you guys can. I'm gonna sit back for a second. <laughs> yeah, and drink that squirt. I, I've been I played some Castlevania uh what is it? Uh Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow, yeah. Uh I realized that uh despite being in three dimensions, it is very much like a side scroller in some instances. <laughs> like there are some platforming parts that I got to that are very that it goes to <sighs> A profile view, side scroller view, and in order to like hop the platforms and things, but then as you like climb certain parts and like drop down, it goes into like three dimensional aspect as well. And then there's a hmm. lot of um, I had a chase scene where you're on the back of like a, a fancy ass like glowing horse being chased by some wargs, and they uh, that's like it's like Crash Bandicoot style, like you know, <laughs> yeah. So 3D platformer yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. it, I I'm which I don't the first time I played this game was when it came out. And I don't recall any of this, but for some reason it's like really standing out to me now. But it's it's not a terrible game. Uh I do want to play more of it. I haven't had a ton of time to play games otherwise, but I played yeah, that. I'm, I mean, I think the interesting thing is like it got let's see. It's got a Metacritic of like 85-ish, 80-ish on on Metacritic, according to Wikipedia. And I think the second game is like similar-ish. Let me take a look here real quick. I think they were fairly well received, but the second one's like 70 to 58, depending on platform. So not so good. But like, I remember when Lords of Shadow was coming out and like, Hideo Kojima is listed as a producer, like an executive producer on the game. It's not so terrible. Like, and what, I mean, what that actually means, who knows? But like, yeah, I remember people liking the first one, and then the second one was like, maybe. But. It has like an interesting combo system for attacks, and like there's finishing moves that like make it's just, you know, aerial attacks where you're striking down that make more sense to use at the end of your attack sequence. And, you know, it's, it's, you got the dagger system. You're not collecting hearts anymore, but you're collecting like multiple daggers or whatever from enemies. Oh. <sighs> Holy crap, I don't know why this keeps happening to me where, like, all of a sudden it's 12 and I'm, like, falling asleep. But, um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not terrible. I do want to keep playing it. I did pick up both the first and the second one because they were like seven dollars a pop on like Humble Bundle or something like that. Did you grab Mirror of Fate as well or no? I don't. I don't remember. I I grabbed okay. like a like that I, was, that one was like three dollars. I think. Yeah, too, I, I, I don't. Cool. I don't think I did. I think I just grabbed the the two Lords of Shadows. Okay. But oh, what the fuck? Ah, yeah. Great, great podcasting. All the yawning. <laughs> I'm like pounding think, a Mountain Dew too, and it like didn't do anything. I also want to check those out because I keep forgetting whether or not I've brought it up exactly. But those games are developed by Mercury Steam, who made Metroid Dread. They didn't just do the DS one; they did all three of them. Yeah, and so um, I'm kind of I'm curious to to kind of see some of the DNA of Metroid if it's in there anywhere, or just kind of to see what those games are like. Because well, I, I like the uh, like. I'm I'm caught I, again. I'm still very early in the game because I haven't played a ton of it. But I got I'm on this um I'm at this like ice lake thing, and there's a giant like stone golem coming out of the ice lake, and you have to like wait for him to like punch his hand into the ice, and then you jump up on him, and you have to smash the rune on his arm, and then you have to climb up to his body. And there's a mechanic where. He starts shaking, so you can't be in the middle of smashing the runes while he's shaking. You have to hold down the triggers to, like, hold in place and then um, climb up his body and smash one on his chest. And, like, I can't beat this guy because I keep, like, I'm, like, button mashing to try and smash the rune as fast as I can. But you can't button mash it. It has, like, a particular, like, cadence to how quickly you can attack it. Mm-hmm. But just the the idiot neanderthal gamer in me just wants to be like smash button and so i just like hit the button as fast as i can a million times and end up getting flicked off the golem and then he beats me up some more but it's a it's a cool game it it still looks pretty good um surprisingly for being as old as it is yeah the character models are sweet looking the artwork is really fucking cool like it's got cool music it's not as cool as symphony of the night but it's still pretty cool um but yeah it's it's just uh I want to know, like, I I don't remember how the character ties into the Castlevania story arc at all. I don't know if I did any research of that originally, but um, I don't think he has much to do with, like, the Belmonts or anything like that. I think this is kind of, like, within the universe, but, like, a separate uh, telling, I guess. I don't don't know. Um, You're Gabriel Belmont, I believe. I don't think his name's Belmont, though. Well, this is according to Wikipedia. That's what Steam says, too. The player controls the main character, Gabriel Belmont. Where does it take place in sequence? Like, is uh, this later in the series, like after Richter? Let me see. I know they have, like, an established timeline. Yeah. Good. This, yeah. It, I don't know. They've only said his name's Gabriel. They never said he was a Belmont at any point so far in the game. Maybe it's a late game reveal and we just ruined it, but. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'll let it happen. I'm trying to think of what else I played though. I don't feel like I've played much of anything. I've been, I've been trying to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a product designer slash industrial engineer making, uh, vent venting capabilities for my resin printer. Nice. So that's been fun. Here's the, I'll show you. This is one of my first creations to strap to a small 50 millimeter fan. Okay. 
That's cool. And it's supposed to go and attach to this piece here, but yeah. this is too big to go through the hole. Oh. Because I'm a bad engineer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta account for, like, mold shrinkage and stuff. No, you're not molding. Yeah. No, this is shrinkage. all 3D printed. Which yeah. it's also just been a test of me like 3D printing things again just to make sure my printer's up to snuff because I have to print some keyboard stands for Corey still. And then uh, I want to get the resin printer hooked up and made up. And then I was going to hire some uh, some Fiverr designers to 3D model uh, bobbleheads for the three of us so I can 3D That's print good, some, yeah. some Midwest Game Nerds bobbleheads. <laughs> cool. Which I thought would be ridiculous. But yeah, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. That's fine. It's totally not even like it doesn't matter at all. If and like the the games are fun. If you got an extra fourteen dollars, you can buy both of them on PC. Um, I don't know how they exist on any other platforms. Like maybe through Xbox, like Game Pass, you can play them. You might be able to stream them uh, through XCloud. I'm pretty sure it's it's probably on like I think both games are on PlayStation now if you wanted to play on PS4 or PS5 but they are Xbox 360 and PS3 native games. Um so I have a 360 I'll lend to any of you listening if you really need it. I have a copy of the game. So there you go. They can have yeah. There you go. There you go. The, fr- the, mid- the you, Midwest Game Nerds console the, rental. The $5 uh, tier on the Patreon, you can rent consoles from, from <laughs> the Morrell family <laughs> console library. That's not true. I'm not going to. I mean, it depends on who you are. Anyway. Yeah, other than that, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I tried playing Kingdoms of Amalur or whatever, Re-Reckoning, and that's yeah. awful. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> Like I it's just re- installed. It's it really night. bad. No, I I installed really? it. I played five minutes of it, and I was like, "This is terrible." And then I just okay. deleted it. I'll I think it. I might have installed it and then forgot to ever try playing it. Yeah. It also my PS5 was like, "You don't have any room to install Dark Pictures Anthology's House of Ashes," so Ooh, I just wow. deleted stuff that I knew I'd never ever play again. There you go. Like Kingdoms of Amalur. <laughs> or you can Anyways. spend four hundred dollars to get two more terabytes. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's not that deep. So. Brian, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, played a bit more of Ghost of Tsushima. Just kind of slowly working my way through that when I feel like sitting in the living room, you know. Um, but mostly just a lot of Forza Horizon and Back for Blood, actually. I played a f- like two or three nights in a row with Zach and a little bit with Fuzzy. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. Back for Blood is cool. I just would, I really want to play with like an actual group of four. I have it on my computer, but I found that what I really enjoy about Game Pass is just downloading games and then never playing them. (laughs) Yeah. How many of these can I fit on my hard drive? And then you just delete them. (laughs) Apparently a lot now that you bought all that extra storage. Yeah, I've got more storage than I've ever needed, but. It's yeah. For games that I'm never gonna play. Um yeah, and obviously House of Ashes too. So, How far did you get in it? Um like your estimate, like one to two hours. It's hard to say because I mean, I just wasn't paying attention to how long we were playing. Do it we, was kind of late wanna, at night. Do we just want to jump into that? 
real quick because I don't. I mean, I don't have a ton to say about it, but I do. Like, we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it for a minute, and uh, then talk about it more when we've all played it to yeah, hopefully absolutely. to completion. Because it's not that um, long of a game from what we read, so it's something that I could probably, I'll probably end up finishing it today. Is my guess. Yeah. So um, real quick, this is the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, House of Ashes, which is the third game in the anthology. This is made by Supermassive Games, who did Until Dawn, which is a big PlayStation 4 hit. And I think, did we all play that? Yes. Yes. Okay. To completion. Yeah, so we all played that back in the earlier days of the podcast. You can go listen to that review if you would like. But uh, we none of us have tried any of the Dark Pictures games until this one, because I think uh, I own the other two. But um, this one has received even more critical acclaim and uh and so we're gonna check it out and have a more extensive discussion next next time probably but yeah so how how's it going what do you what do you guys think about it it's beautiful yeah it it is very nice looking like it looks and i I like that it has the widescreen aspect ratio thing going on with the black bars because it makes it feel way more cinematic Mm -hmm. um the story is actually really cool and I'm I'm kind of into it because I like this kind of like ancient creature thing that doesn't spoil anything that's literally like the intro of the game is like you're playing yeah. in ancient times. Okay. Um, and there's a creature that comes out. You don't really get to see it right away, but I'm at the point now where the characters have fallen into like the we're in present time, which present time is two thousand three during the Iraq uh, conflict, and the characters have fallen into like the tomb, like or not the mm-hmm. tomb, but like the temple in which the the intro takes place, essentially. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get their way out. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the, I don't okay, jump scares are really cheap to me, but like they're there and it is what it is, and I'll deal with it. I feel the same way about all the jump scares that happen. In the Bly Manor and Hill House series, <laughs> which I think those, the Hill House specifically was better because it, though it, it had, had jump scares, it had a lot of like psychological shit going on mm. that really messed with you. And I'd like to see a little more of that. But this game, like it's, it is just, they're, they're interactive stories is what these are. And yeah. like they're, mm-hmm. they're, it's like what, I guess you could say like what point and click adventures have become in a way. Like, I feel like you don't see a lot of point-and-click adventures anymore like you used to. Like, The Witness was, like, its own thing, and you had, like, Mist, yeah. and you've had, like, uh, you know, Day of Thimbleweed the Tentacle. And Park is the only true point-and-click I feel like I've played in the last... Re- recently, yeah. but that's or something. This is kind of, like, the... Telltale games, but good. It's the evolution of, like, the point-and-click, Telltale, like, those sorts of adventure games in a manner in which they're telling like a super engrossing story and then there's like bits of gameplay and choice like decision making that impact the story as you're going and i think that's really cool i don't care for smaller sequences where it's like it you know it tells you like hey you got to find your way out of the tomb and so you take five steps and then there's a cut scene and it's like why did i even have to take the five steps just put me through the cut scene like, don't make me do something that literally takes milliseconds. Or, like, if you're telling me you got to find your way out of the tomb, and then I go to explore something, and it cuts to a cutscene when I'm trying to, like, look around and, like, understand, like, what the environment is that I'm in. 
and then it's like, oh, we're going to send you down these stairs, and then you have to do one small quick time event where you have to hit circle, and then you're done. And it's like, that's kind of cheap to me, in a way. Yeah. Um, But I don't want that to discount the story of this game, because I think the story's good enough that I want to keep playing. Okay. So, those are my initial Interesting. thoughts. What about you, Brian? Um, so, I'm playing it in shared story mode. Which the, is the basically controller mode, basically. Yeah, it is a up to five player like. Um, I can't think of the couch co-op. Like hot, kind of hot seat cou- mm. couch okay. co-op. Yeah, past the controller. Um, each player can pick uh, one to three characters, whatever. There's five characters that are playable, that sort of playable. You know, that you get to make choices for. Um, so basically when you're playing with two people, like I'm controlling three people and Erica's controlling two, she's playing with me, which is fun for a lot of reasons. Cause she never plays video games. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, um, it's interesting. Like, cause it, it most of the game kind of is just watching it anyways. So it's like a, kind of a cool thing to do with other people. It's, mm-hmm. uh, Probably more engrossing for those who aren't playing rather than other video games, right? Yeah, except that that was a problem we ran into, though, that was a bit of a bummer, is I, we kind of randomly, you know, picked our characters, and unfortunately the way it worked out is the three characters I picked always seem to have their turns in a row over and over. Mm. So there was literally like 30 minutes straight where Erica wasn't playing and she was super bummed. Mm. And she's like, what the hell? It's like never my turn. And then she'd get a turn and it'd be my turn for like another 20 <laughs> minutes straight. Maybe so, that'll flip later in the game. You yeah, know? hopefully. Or maybe you'll kill somebody and then it'll even it out a little bit. Yeah, maybe I should get some of my dudes killed <laughs> off. So, um, Yeah, it's a... Uh, the cast of characters is basically like... There's... um three military dudes, a military lady, and then uh, an Iraqi, like, reluctant military man. And that's Mm. about it. That's only four. Beyond that, I don't know that much about them. They're just kind of, like, cliche. Reluctant military man is my concept album. Well, you know, you can tell he's doing it for the money, but he doesn't really want to be there kind of thing. Yeah, no, Alex has bone spurs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not safe. (laughs) Uh, Um, So, uh, yeah, it is very pretty. I am interested in, like... Like, I think the setting is cool. That's kind of what got me interested in wanting to play this in the first place, that they picked, like, the Iraq conflict, that era, to, like, make a a horror game. It was kind of cool. And the fact that it, like, involves, like, an ancient Sumerian temple and shit that was just hidden away under the desert for thousands of years. Um, Pretty cool. But, like... Beyond that, I don't really know where this is going or if it's really going to go anywhere or if these characters will actually get interesting at some point because I'm a little bit let down by them so far. Um, 
but I'm sure there's there's more to them than yeah. meets the eye. There's I mean there's some other things going on in her like interpersonal relationships that I don't really want to get into spoil things, but okay. Uh, yeah, basically I'm about where John is where like people have fallen into the temple yeah, and, uh, they're just trying to like meet up basically and get out. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I mostly didn't like, I basically, we got a target buy two, get one deal and they arrived yesterday and I like, I don't know. I've still been wrestling with Hollow Knight. So by the time I was like, okay, I could go play this. It was like one in the morning. And I was like, there's somewhat of a chance that I won't want to put this down. And I don't want to be up until like eight. So I didn't start it last night. But I, I plan to have it finished by next episode. So maybe we can do fuller thoughts and then maybe do some spoiler stuff at the end of the episode or something. I, I think you might have just put it down right away because the pacing at the beginning is not very good. Uh, I probably in my opinion. fall asleep maybe because <laughs> yes. it was late enough. Okay. All right. But well, it, it livens up by at the one or two hour mark where we're at. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I'll try to start it by like 10 when I actually go to play it and then I'll play through the night would be my guess. Yeah. There we go. I do. And I want to go to work. I want to add a couple things. It's It's super well acted. Like, mm ridiculously well acted like they all they have every... any like big name i don't I know, know that, like the, uh, i know that like the crypt keeper guy that introduces all of the games is yeah, philip uh, torrance he was, yeah he he was um he's been in a lot of shit he was in preacher he was he was the uh hair star and preacher and he's very very good and so i'm excited to see him but yeah he's, uh, he's done a ton of television like yeah He's definitely he's been around for crown. a while, but he like he's. That's another thing I wanted to mention is like I like the Crypt Keeper style intro with him. Like I don't know, like that mm-hmm. was the way. Like you get through the intro of the game, and then it's like it cuts to like intro credits. You know, it's like any other TV show where there's like the cold open of the show, and then it cuts to the credits, and then it like cuts into this like sick song, and he's like walking down a dark hallway, like showing like, and the hallway has like images of the other games, like posted up on the walls and stuff. And then he like gets to his desk and like lights a cigarette and starts explaining shit to you. Like a really cool concept. This it's all extremely cinematic, which is really uh, awesome. And like, I was just reading on the Wikipedia, the, the whole segment about how like the first game, um, they, they call it, uh, where is it here? Because of the popularity of Until Dawn streaming and the number of people playing the game with friends by sharing control, Supermassive introduced two different multiplayer modes in the Dark Pictures Anthology titled Shared Story and Movie Night. Shared Story allows two players to play cooperatively online. Movie Night allows up to five players to select their own characters and prompts them to pass a controller each turn. Like, it's just such a cool concept. And I think they opened up, like, you can do the shared story across uh, up to five players over the internet. Yeah, uh, mm. using using PlayStation Plus maybe or something like that. I think it said it on the back of the box. I don't quite remember, but I remember I was like when I was looking at the back of the box briefly, I was like, "That's weird." It says like you can do this online, and then I didn't realize that was actually a feature in this. Is like you can play these games like that, which is like really cool to embrace like the streaming aspect of it and like playing together with people and making these decisions that affect the story as like a group. Like it's a very cool concept. Just to note, the CIA officer 
uh, is Ashley Tisdale from the uh, High School Musical. Um, yeah, I thought she I looked familiar with her silly looking duck face. <laughs> and uh, the Iraqi Republican Guard uh, Lieutenant is played by uh, uh, a Lebanese actor who's in Spartacus and The Expanse. So right on. They've got a. That's the thing. They they attract or they get they not attract necessarily, but they hire people for these. Like I remember until Dawn's got like um, it's got. Uh, he has Rami Malek. It's got Rami Malek, who's just in like a, a James Bond movie, which is insane. Yeah. And Hayden Panettiere's in it, and uh, I think Jesse Williams, who was in the Detroit Become Human too. Maybe I can't remember. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot yes. about that. So they get they get some good talent for these games. I can't. I don't know who else is in the other ones, but um, maybe maybe if we uh, maybe if we enjoy our time with this, I can pass around the other two that I have for PS4. They're physical. Yeah, copies, I mean, so. I'm definitely interested in playing them now. Like <clears throat> the whole idea is just like they're they're very cool games. Knowing that they're not terribly long is cool too. Like it's mm-hmm. again, it's very much like an interactive movie. And like I think it note it kind of takes those that note of like people don't want to sit and like just you know you're not gonna play a you're not gonna watch a movie for like six hours you know so it kind of breaks <laughs> it up by having mm-hmm. that like interactive aspect yeah. to it but um yeah it's uh I like I said I I just I wish there were less of like the instances where it's like you need to do this one task and then it like interrupts that task like I don't mm-hmm. that drives me nuts like just let me do the thing. You'd almost prefer more of like a full quick time event kind of layout, basically. Yeah, I mean that's like the game looks good enough as it is. Like the cutscenes don't necessarily have to be there. I guess like it or just like the the points in which they like cut into the gameplay needs needs to be a smoother transition. I guess like even one of the scenes I was in earlier, like when I was just playing literally before we started podcasting. Um, you're you're in a house like interrogating some some iraqi like farmers and like it says okay you need to explore the farm so like i go to walk out into the hallway and then it clips to another cut scene and i'm like i thought i was exploring <laughs> the farm went to the wrong spot <clears throat> and but mm. i didn't though i moved into the right direction because it was the only way to get out of the house that i was in mm. but it just so happens that it pulls you into another room in the house and then has another cut scene and then yeah like yeah, it just—I feel like the, those transitions could be a little smoother. But I understand, like it's—it's it's all like you moving from point A to point B is what progresses the movie in a way, mm-hmm. and so you just kind of have to let it do its thing. It—it it just kind of breaks. It breaks the uh, uh, immersiveness Immersion. when it when it does that. So makes sense. But it's cool. Check it out if anybody gets a chance. Maybe we'll twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, maybe we'll do we'll do the other ones and uh, we'll talk about those too. I don't. There is no like it's an anthology, so there's no like tie in between all of them, right? Like it's very much other than like yeah, Pip Torrens being the the crypt keeper. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I guess maybe they're building to something as well. I don't know. Do the other two have the the shared story thing as well? Yes. Like we could sit and play it together. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah, if we were that ever would, in the that same would be, room together, if we ever did a live stream, it would be fun to do a bunch of games like this with like the horror movie. Yeah, that's what games. I was thinking. That would be Absolutely. sick. Yeah, everybody sits down and we play through like the entire like Dark Pictures anthology and Until Dawn and like any of the other games like that. Twenty four hour stream. 
There we go. Hey, if there's four games and there's six hours of pop, there you go. Like, <laughs> I, I until you're like me and you somehow like just chicken shit out and and take like the you know oh this you do a wrong move and then all of a sudden the the monster decapitates you and it's game over. <laughs> yeah, this game so far seems more forgiving than Until Dawn, especially because it has uh, difficulty levels basically okay. like we're playing on forgiving so it gives you like an hour to fucking do a quick yeah, time. i was also going to mention that i like that the controller buzzes before the prompt comes up on the screen yeah it's definitely more user-friendly than uh i, th- I think dawn. they realized a lot of people were doing what they do during normal movies and like flip over to their phone when something doesn't involve their like actual attention span and so they're like oh Tune we better buzz the bit. controller to remind them that shit's gonna hit the fan so yeah that's cool <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it, it's a it nice does feature. give you a prompt every time it switches uh, turns. That's like, cool. It tells you, and you just pass the controller over. And yeah, that definitely affects the flow of the narrative a little bit too. But it's it's forgivable. It's it's better than just being like, oh yeah, you're supposed to pass it right now. That's yeah. like you you know to expect that though. Whereas like the cutscene thing is kind of like unexpectedly jarring when it happens. You know, like you know, it, you know or at least like changing turns or changing characters i'm assuming there's like some kind of scene change or something it it's just like you know the beginning where it shows all the characters yeah it, and it's just like that basically yeah um yeah i'm i'm actually didn't we get until dawn for ps plus yes at some point yeah yeah, yeah I want to reinstall that so bad it's, now. Cause it's in the uh, the plus collection, I think, is what it's under. But Okay. Or yeah, you might have I, gotten it free at some point on plus itself. So I mean, this could reveal itself to be on that level, but right now I'm just thinking of all the fond memories I have of Until Dawn. I want to go back and try that out <laughs> again. Because my playthrough, I believe, ended in mostly people Death. being dead too so i could do a little better i think yeah <clears throat> um cool. yeah and talk about forza a bit do it sure or should i talk about forza a bit well i'll talk about my experience here you you start then so i downloaded the game and then um i played the intro and then i stopped playing it because <laughs> that's what i do with forza games mostly um but it's it looks very pretty. I think the locale is very nice. It runs very nicely on my powerful computer, um, so I appreciate that very much. Uh, and I think what I think the problem for me is that like, and maybe I've talked about this before, so I apologize if anybody remembers this. But like, for me in a racing game, I want to never hit the brake button. I I just want to only accelerate. <laughs> I want the speedometer to go to like 10,000 by the end of the race. Is, is that how you feel when you're driving in real life? Have you driven a Tesla? Cause well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah <good laughs> like hitting the brakes. I do, ne- I do never hit the brake actually with the Tesla, but that's because it has regenerative brakes. But no, I mean like, you know, when they paint their line on the road and I see it and it, it's coming up. Turn and that it's shit turning, off. It, no, no, no. It's turning yellow and red. I'm like, I know I should brake now so that doesn't <laughs> stay yellow and red, but I don't want to fucking brake. I'm in a racing <laughs> game. So, like, this is why I'm not a yeah, NASCAR driver. No, but it's, driver. it's like, it's a car. You can't think of it as, like, a racing game as much as, like, a car simulator, whereas, like, 
a racing like if you're the problem is like you're confusing like kart racing. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like kart art. racing games. If you hit the brakes, you're a loser. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, in a car simulation racing game, you actually have to use the brakes to brake properly and hit the turns at the apex and yada yada. Yeah, exactly. But I'm in a kart racer, if you ever use the brakes in a kart racer, just don't, man. Didn't, didn't no. you have to brake in Burnout Paradise? Apparently not as much, because <laughs> I loved that game. My favorite thing about going and playing that game was just like getting on the freeway and then just holding down R2 and never letting go. Well, there's that spots you I can liked. do that in the uh, New I'm, Mexico map. I'm, I'm sure there are, but like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I had fun with those races, so I don't know what the difference is really. You know, it's, I don't know, maybe it's like anytime I hit into another car and it's like, press Y to rewind. And I'm like, fuck that. No, like that car was in my way. I got to get it out of my way. So <laughs> you don't have to listen car. to that shit. You can turn rewind off too. I know. I, I get it. I can. But like, I don't know. It's just, I I never, I never want to break. I just only want to go fast. That's, that's the point of a racing game to me. And yes, it is the difference between like an arcade racer or a kart racer and, and a simulation that like the Forza games try to be. Maybe you just but need think- to like remap the button for the break to like the nitrous. <laughs> there's no nitrous. <laughs> what do you mean well, there's, there's no nitrous? Be. Yeah. Well, how's this, this a racing isn't a game? Fast you know, and Furious just, game? Yeah, just play the Fast and Furious game. <laughs> <laughs> it's you should have played the Forza, Fast and Furious crossover DLC. You that- get to be dumb, Nick Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Your Vin Diesel impression is surprisingly good. I think. <laughs> but no, anyway, I think uh, Forza Horizon Five looks very nice, and um, I'm probably not going to play any more of it. But it's yeah, it's it's it seems good. Brian, what's your experience been with Forza Horizon Five? Um. Largely good, but some extreme negatives as well, unfortunately. Um, overall, yes, it's a solid game. It is beautiful. It runs great. Um, the setting is very varied. Like, there's yeah a lot of they, they cool don't altitude the, changes and stuff. That, they don't do the seasons that they did in Forza Horizon 4 anymore. But you know, no, they, yeah, they do. They do. Okay, I heard they didn't. But it's they just, do do the different seasons. locations in the island that are more representative of the seasons. This, yeah, this is true, but it's still doing seasons. It's just the weather doesn't really affect the setting much because it's it's kind of a just the way it is, you know. Okay. Yeah. But no there are seasons just for the sake of. Uh, just whatever limited time events are available. So no. every week is a new season. Okay. No. Yeah. But I'm, I was literally talking about like the seasons, the weather seasons in the game. Yeah. That doesn't seem to really affect the game anymore. As far as like, I can tell. That was like their big rollout for Forza Horizon four was like, you're in the UK and there's seasons. And now they don't really do those weather seasons anymore. Cause there's just different sectors of Mexico that, are more like one or the other season, basically. I'm not sure. I do feel like it must affect the map in some ways. It's just some areas are such, they're so like tropical or arid that they stay that way. 
But like if the mountain area, like where the volcano is, probably gets more snowy in the winter because they they offer snow tires as an option, winter tires, excuse me, and uh, they um, I feel like they would be useless on the map the way I saw it at launch, where it was like I want to say summer or spring. No, yeah, I guess it is a climate thing. I guess what I was hearing was wrong about that. It, the map doesn't change as drastically as it does. Yeah. England is, you know, affected by the seasons considerably more than Mexico, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, that's um, further from the equator, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, so it's very much more of the same for sure, but I don't think anybody's really mad about it when they do it as well as they do. <laughs> it's like you don't want to... Like completely change the game, and when it comes to a racing game, you That's, you want to tweak it and have a new setting and new races and new cars and shit to collect. In the like, in the accolades commercial, Midwest Game Nerds Brian says much of the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you gotten to play with any? Are there? There's more electric cars in this one, aren't there? Yeah, um, the only one that I've messed around with, it's it gives you the uh, new, like, Taken, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, the um, Porsche Taken. The Porsche yeah. one. Yeah. And that thing is fucking awesome. Does it <laughs> feel any different than than driving one of the other cars, or no? Yeah, I mean, well, the way the acceleration curve is, you know, like, pretty linear. You, I mean, you know from... Re- your own life experiences yeah. now, but do they do they also model like the regenerative braking? If you take your your finger off the accelerator, does it slow down a little bit or no? Did they do it automatically? That, I yeah, uh, I don't think so. Okay, maybe I'm not sure. I haven't, you know, I don't really take my finger off the accelerator. I play like you, so <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I'll enough. have to check that. But um. It's they, it does have its own like upgrades, obviously that are unique to it. Like you can't really swap out multiple engines and drivetrains and shit like you can with the other cars. Yeah, you can uh, longer do a, ba- battery, a different you know? battery ba- like upgrade. Yeah, and that makes a huge difference. Honestly, I got th- that thing up to like some absurd speed that it probably can't actually reach in real <laughs> life, like two seventy. Do you have to like? And deplete the battery and go charge it for half an hour before you can nah, drive it again? Oh. They, they don't model fuel in these games, <laughs> fortunately. Because realistically, most of those exotic cars, if you're running them at performance yeah. levels, you have to refuel like every 20 <laughs> minutes or something. <laughs> you're not driving around the whole island getting, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so far I've gotten a lot of the same cars as I had in previous years and stuff, but they've interspersed some newer ones in there that weren't in the last couple games. Just just enough to keep things interesting. Um so I don't literally feel like I'm just recollecting my whole lineup of cars that I had before. Yeah. Cuz I mean like in Forza Horizon 4, I think I was up to like 350 cars. Maybe yeah. even higher. Um, anyways, they, as far as like actual tweaks they have done is they completely redid like the engine sound model, which it it sounds way better now and more realistic. And you can actually, when you're in the upgrade screen and 
adding different parts to your car, like different exhausts or changing out the turbo or whatever, you can just press the accelerator and rev the engine to see if how it changes the sound to, in to real hear time. how annoying your car is and whether yeah. or not you want to listen to it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> They've also added a lot of new upgrade options. Like you can pick can you which get... speed manual transmission you want, like a 7, 8, or 9, or 10, or whatever. Can you get a whistle tip? Uh, probably. I don't know. You can get a lot of crazy ass horns. That's for sure. Nice. There's a horn that plays uh, old school doom music. That's yeah, my goal. That. I really yeah. want that one. I think there's also some of the like Windows sounds, like the yep. OS uh, alert sounds and things yeah. like that. Yeah. My car horn in the last game was always set to like Windows shut down. Yeah. That one. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I think I might be using the Auga one right now. Classic. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, not, not like the Mexican hat dance one. <laughs> that's probably in it. <laughs> I'm sure that's in it. Actually, there's probably it like takes place in Mexico, right? It should be like yeah. the horn that every car starts with. That's true. It Any could car be. you buy in Mexico sounds with that horn in real life, too. That's <laughs> right. what I heard. <laughs> yeah. You imagine pulling up with, like, a Denali? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should play the Is game. A f- fucking traffic jam. It just sounds like a chorus of... <laughs> Everybody tries to line them up at the same time. <laughs> there's a... Yeah, there's a, there's a rhythm to it. Trying to do a, um, a, a round of Mexican hat dance. <laughs> anyway, another before big I thing offend they, someone else, say something. <laughs> another big thing they changed under the hood is they did work on the brake and tire physics models. Mm. And I've read articles that said that they didn't really notice. And in my opinion, they haven't played it as much Forza as I have because it's yeah. absolutely noticeable. Like, immediately noticeable. I mean, for one, brakes before were kind of like like you're barely braking or you're braking all the way to the point to where I feel like I couldn't drive with ABS off before because the brakes would just be locked constantly. Mm. Um, now I can have ABS off and get that extra 15% credit bonus. Um. But that that's really nice because it like there's there's like a nice curve on the on the brakes now like you can you can brake subtly if you want or hard or somewhere in between you know and the tires definitely feel a lot different like they feel more responsive and realistic. Um, I but yeah, I mean this that. isn't a very realistic game in general. It's just it's like a good in between an arcade and a simulation, you know? I don't think that's true. I think, I think the thing is, is that if you like, yeah, you can adjust a lot of the assists and things like that and make it more arcadey if you want it to be. I think the nice thing is, is that it, it can be both, right? You can make it more arcadey. If you want it to be arcadey, you can make it more simmy if you want to make it more simmy, but, it still, to me, exists closer to Forza Motorsport than it does to, like, a Burnout, right? 
Eh, I mean, until you like drive your Ferrari off road and it's like fine going through long grass and well, sure, running through cactuses and shit. That's Cacti, like a sorry. That's like a function of of the style of game, right? You know, yeah. Forza Motorsport isn't really like off roading at all. So like, yeah, but you know, no, I think uh, it. I don't know what they could do. Like, I don't. I just don't think there's for, a Forza game that I would really want to play. And on the contrary, I also don't like Gran Turismo games very much. It's just not my style of, of gotcha. driving game. But it sounds. It sounds like Forza Horizon Five is making people happy. And also, this is the first time that they've skipped m- a motorsport. So um, yeah, I've gotten two two Horizons back to back. I guess that means that mm-hmm. probably we'll get Motorsport Eight next year with yeah. More. From what I understand, they're making a huge overhaul on that game. Yeah. So probably new engine and everything. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what the true power of the Series X can do with the with the motorsport. But I'm actually very interested. Like I've never really gotten big into the Gran Turismo's just because I've mostly had Xboxes, and I got into Forza, and Forza has just been better for the last decade than yeah. Gran Turismo. And more frequent, for sure. Yeah. There's, I think all of the Forza games have come out in between, like, two Gran Turismo games, basically. Mm-hmm. So. That being said, I am very interested to play this next Gran Turismo because of the controller. I think it's going to yeah. be amazing, like, the, the, the way the triggers work on the, uh, whatever it's called, controller. Dual Sense, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I I'd be curious to hear your thoughts because, um, you know, I don't. Yeah, like I'll I said, pick it up. I I haven't touched a Gran Turismo game since I like failed at the license exams in Gran Turismo <laughs> three on the PlayStation two. I think so. Yeah, I think three is the last one I played too. Yeah. Um, just a few more things. I gotta mention the negative things. Okay. I mean, for one. Um, they, of the thousands of names you can pick, they don't have Brian with a Y. So I got <laughs> mad and I'm now just called Bra instead because I refuse <laughs> to be called Brian, even though you can't hear the I in there. It just, it bothers me. And you can, didn't, you couldn't sell your soul to it. Like I did. The right. Hell night. And yeah. it, there's no faces with a beard. Like you're going to have thousands of names recorded and you can't, and nicknames and you can't have one face with a beard. It's just kind of absurd to me. Yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, that's all garbage anyways, because there's nothing less um, exciting than getting a piece of clothing as a reward and a wheel spin over, like, a car <laughs> or some money. Yeah. Like, that's something they added with starting with 4, like, the whole character yeah. avatar thing, and I don't really think the game needs that. That being said, it is, like, its own kind of mini game to, like try to make your character look as ridiculous as possible, which we, me and Jim excelled at that, at outdoing each other constantly in the last game, especially with the ridiculous victory dances they give you and stuff. Yeah, well, they patched out the floss, and I know. Well, yeah, because the they got in at, trouble. The folks at Giant Bomb are very angry about that. No, it's because it's uh, Epic was getting sued over it, and they were like, yeah, exactly. oh, fuck that, never mind, forget it. But Yeah, it's a bummer. Um yeah. That's minor. What's not minor is 
I've been really excited to play this with uh, Jim specifically, and like we went to fucking play it on launch day, and it was crashing me to desktop with no error ev- almost every time we try to do a race together. Yikes! And I don't even think that's fixed yet, but I'm not really sure. And I've still I've had a couple other times where it's crashed me to desktop with no error message as well. But it's hmm. it's overall doesn't happen too often. It's just seemingly like every time we tried to play a race together. Yeah, and that's uh that's a, a, not a good thing. That's a bummer. <laughs> that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Um. So I've uh, just been playing alone, and like I did some races with strangers. Uh, there was a another thing. At, like I played one of these. They have like these playground event things where it's like you're playing a game like tag with cars. Hmm. And I really hate that stuff, honestly. I've avoided them in the previous releases. But I wanted to the like reward you could get for doing like the seasonal challenge for it. So I went and did one. And for two of the three times I had to play this event, which was like a zombie game where one side's infected and the other side's like the survivors and you got to run your cars into them and whatever. Uh, Two of the games just had me and half of my team ejected five miles outside of the playground event. (laughs) And we were just stuck out there just driving around while the event took place without us. Sweet. Like, there's some really bad bugs in this one that I, like, I, like Jim said, there were some bad bugs with the other ones too, but I don't remember anything on this level before, especially the crashing thing. And I guess that's mostly PC. It's not really happening on the Xbox too much, but it does still, like, it did crash for him on Xbox once or twice too. Mm. Um, Hopefully they sort that stuff out soon. They are pretty good at hot fixing like constantly to the point to where you don't even really notice they kind of do it in the background it's not like destiny or something where your game's down for three days or something stupid yeah um yeah other than that huge problem it's really (laughs) solid well that's good hopefully they get it uh working better so you and jim can enjoy it more yeah, I, I really enjoy, because you can do races against each other, but you can also play co-op. You can play mm-hmm. through the whole like campaign of races as a team to where you're splitting the difference of the points versus the AI, and that's pretty cool. The AI is another thing that they have improved, because I mean, we got to the point in the last game where we could beat the unbeatable Drivatars driver AIs. Yeah. And that's like the top difficulty level. Yeah. So there wasn't even that much of a challenge anymore, but they definitely seem smarter and more competent now. That's good. Yeah. I I heard, um, they have the Forza adventure stuff, which is kind of like a little bit more of a guiding you through the campaign, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard that that's a little bit stronger in this game than it was in four, but it's still a little bit behind what some people would want. 
And it's kind of, I was I was looking forward to kind of checking that out until I kind of had this visceral like I don't really want to play this after finishing the <laughs> intro. <laughs> so I'm a little bummed that I won't like feel that out, but it sounds like maybe if they go even further with it in the future, it might be time for me to hop on to Forza, but um yeah, I can the funny thing is a thing that I thought was a bug or something is that like the intro tend to be like very cinematic and you know, they have like planes flying over you or whatever mm-hmm. and they're changing to different locales, whatever that type of thing. But I kept having this thing where like I would hear the voices talking to me say something about like oh there's this crazy thing happening over there and then like inadvertently i would start pushing the right thumbstick a little bit to like cock the view to the side of the car Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize that i was the one doing it i thought the game was like trying to focus on something in the distance while i was trying to drive forward on this road and not hit things and so <laughs> there was one part where I just like careened off the side of the road and then it reset me right back where I was. I was like, well, fuck, I was in front of that dude up until this game like gave me this weird view. And then I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, I'm just an idiot and I don't <laughs> hold an Xbox controller often enough in my hands, I guess. But yeah, no, that was my that was the only bug that I experienced playing Forza Horizon. And that was my fault. So mm-hmm. uh, speaking of bugs. There's a Grand Theft Auto trilogy that's out now. Oh boy! <laughs> there just needs to be a subreddit called Grand Theft Awful, <laughs> and it's just all the bugs and bullshit from this trilogy being posted there. Yes. So the Grand Theft Auto, def- the trilogy definitive edition, came out on the twelfth after being announced about a month ago, and uh, it's apparently very bad. NintendoLife.com reporting that. GTA Trilogy could be this year's Cyberpunk 2077 as Rockstar is flooded with refund requests. Um, And I don't know, like, we've seen quite a few of the bugs that are out there. They're Um, hilarious. And they're very funny for someone who didn't (laughs) spend $60 on this game. But, uh, no, it's... Is it it $60? $60. You get all Ah. three of the, the... You get Vice City, you get Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, but, like... God, the one from this morning that shows the rain texture, and <laughs> it's just bad. like, it looks like it's the rain texture from the original game that's been multiplied like 3,000 times, because it has to be on like a 4K display or something like that. Like, it's it's bad. You like couldn't see anything in it. Like, I don't... I don't know how it could be this bad. Like, I guess I know how it could be, but I don't understand why they would announce this a month ahead of time and not like you know because that's when they started developing it honestly it feels that way the other thing that i've heard is that apparently this was developed by the people who did the mobile ports of the game and so these are likely based off of the mobile ports of the game which had similar bugs in them so apparently that could be part of the reason why things are kind of rough from a uh from a bug standpoint but Man, it's these the bugs are very fun. <laughs> so anyway, uh don't buy Grand Theft Auto Definitive uh Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition. Yeah. It sounds bad. Or also ever. it runs at five forty P on the Switch. It doesn't even run at the native seven twenty that the Switch renders 
whether it's docked or not. It runs at 540p. It's that. There's people, there's people that are like, it looks like you're playing the game through Vaseline. <laughs> that's how bad I mean, it looks. They could have just released it without even like remastering it, and people probably would have been fine with it. A hundred percent. They could have made like a PS2 emulator or something for it that would have just played it just fine the way yeah. it was, and people would have paid for it. Especially on the Switch. No, you know? they fucked like, it up. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. All right. A uh, couple of delays here. The play date, which is the little yellow handheld with a crank, oh, got delayed man. to 2022. Uh, I got an email about this because I have purchased. Uh, I purchased two, actually, because there was like a bundle deal. So I don't know if one of you is going to want it. But anyway, um, <laughs> they. They were going to have about 5,000 units that were uh, that they had received, and but they basically had a bunch of battery issues with them. They sent them all back to get new batteries. Huh. So they're delaying to early 2022 instead of shipping by the end of the year at this point. And um, pretty much they have a pretty good outline of like, depending on when your order came in, they've pushed it back. Uh, a certain amount. So I think I was in like the third wave of pre-orders out of like the five that are currently existing for them. So I think second half of 2022 is when I'm slated for, but um, yeah, it's a bummer. And then also the steam deck got delayed into 2022 as well. They were hoping to have the first units out holiday 2021, but the uh, supply chain shortage stuff is hitting them as well. So they're planning on, Starting their first shipments in early 2021 as well. New launch window starting in February. Same reservation queue as before. Um, and yeah, so hopefully uh, people figure things out. We can start shipping stuff. And then another delay. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, that weird card game from the XCOM developer. Uh. Delayed to 2022, uh, late 2022 from March 2022. Oh, man. So, uh, if you thought spring of 2022 was full, guess what? It's going to start all slipping back, would be my guess. Um, so, a little bit of a bummer there. Battlefield yeah. 2042 is not going to have voice chat at launch. Also, like, it technically launched yesterday, I think, for people who bought the super expensive edition of the game. Um, but yeah, so basically in this early access period, it doesn't have this voice, voice chat and, uh, people are very sad about it. And my guess is because it is cross play, uh, uh, this makes cross play pretty difficult. Like I think, you know, obviously people can use discord or party chat for, for, um, PlayStation and Xbox. But I think if you're doing any cross play, the fact that there's no voice chat is a little bit of a bummer. This, this is very confusing to me. I'm wondering like. If the crossplay is the reason why it's not shipping with voice chat, because mm-hmm. that makes it more difficult to implement. Because it, I don't know. It's just like all the other Battlefield games, I believe, had voice chat natively. I don't know why it would be yeah, so, so the, difficult this, for them to implement now. The Polygon article says DICE didn't explain its reasoning for excluding voice chat and loss, but the studio did say it is working on the feature. It should be added soon after release. They didn't specify when. Um, but yeah, that could be a reason. Maybe that crossplay is part of the problem. So, yeah, this won't really affect my personal enjoyment of the game, but it is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I was. 
They played it on Giant Bomb on Friday, and they were showing that all the custom matches right now are these matches where there's, like, one team that's a group of seven people that have, like, infinite life, and then the other team is, like, a hundred people that have one HP. So that the, the seven the seven people can just farm the crowd of people to get more experience and boost their characters oh, up, no. basically. Yeah. So that's uh, what's going on in Battlefield in the early access period right now. <laughs> Cool. Jeff Gerson so, like started playing it and was like, "What the f-? like he 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 basically knew it ahead of time, so he was just showing it off on on UPF on Friday." But yeah, it was it was funny to watch. So, um, Spider Man is going to be in Marvel's Avengers starting November thirtieth. Uh, so the last contractual obligation that they have to fill for this game will be fulfilled on the thirtieth. Um, and then they yeah. can take it offline. Yeah, pretty much. Spider-Man, I think, is uh, <laughs> PlayStation exclusive for the game, of course. Um, they've got a trailer out now. Um, and Yeah, it'll be available to both PlayStation 4 and 5 players. You can play as Spider-Man. Um, and I assume there's uh, some more content coming um, with some of that stuff. But yeah, I have to imagine they're going to drop this game like a brick when they don't have any more contractual obligations with it. So, yeah. Interesting. We'll see how that goes. Rainbow Six Extraction is coming in January, and it comes with free crossplay buddy passes. Oh. So uh, it's going to be $39.99 with a deluxe edition of $49.99 that comes with some bonus packs, some alpha packs, I'm sure, just like the other game, although they probably have a different name. But yeah, the game is complete cross-play, cross-save, and cross-progression on Google Stadia, PlayStation 4 and 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And all of those platforms will support the two Buddy Pass tokens that each copy of the game will get, which allows you to give to your friends like a two-week trial. Cool. So, I wonder that's how, pretty cool how they finagled that. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, those, I, I those think, games are like rife with microtransactions yeah well maybe they have even more uh, microtransactions in there since the game's only $40 maybe or maybe there's but that's no the thing like how did they get away with doing cross play and cross progression across all platforms oh yeah I don't, yeah, know. I don't know especially I don't know. Maybe, maybe this lawsuit with epic did something Maybe. Now, I, I mean, that that was kind of like a different... A lot of that stuff got conflated into that lawsuit, but I don't know yeah. that it had a direct impact on this. Potentially. It's entirely possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a few trailers about this. I never played that original uh, game mode, um, but I've been kind of cool. interested in it. The fact that it's like $39.99, and like, if we had friends that wanted to play it on PlayStation versus PC, like... The fact that we could play it all, we could all play it together no matter who's playing where is pretty sweet. Um, I bet but, you have to buy it on every platform. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Like, you yeah, can't just, a, like, yeah, like, you have to pay full price in order to unlock each platform that you want to play well, it Well, yeah, of course. That's Except never for, like, maybe maybe Google Stadia works if you, if you bought it on PC, right? Because the Uplay stuff, maybe? I don't know. No, that's only if you have the Uplay, the, the Ubisoft yeah, Connect subscription. Yeah, you have, you have whatever, to pay right? for the subscription service. Okay, so never mind that then. But anyway, games come in January twentieth. Curious to to check cool. it out. It'll be on sale point. for eight ninety nine February twentieth. <laughs> Entirely possible at Best Buy. Yep. 
Outriders is getting a massive or colossal content update, according to Paul Tassi from Forbes. Uh, I think more details are going to be released later this week. Tomorrow. Or maybe tomorrow, yeah. Uh, Monday, November 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, It is apparently a bunch of, uh, like content to add to the campaign and also like quality of life fixes and stuff like that as well so is it free yeah i think so i guess i don't know he didn't mention anything uh yeah so the next outriders uh people can fly said today about the reveal showcase for the new outriders content called new horizon quote the next outriders broadcast will give players a first look at a colossal free content update coming to outriders soon as well as a review of the many improvements to the game since its launch in April. Tune in to find out more about the future of Outriders. I bet you it's just a play on words. Like, the the update is called the Colossal Update, but it's really only, like, five hours of content. Like <laughs> I mean, that would be a lot for free. I, hey, yeah, I mean, if it's free, that's cool. But anyway, like... The I Colossal know. Update. I, I enjoyed that game. I feel like... I guess I don't... I enjoyed I, it enough to where I wish we would have played more. I tried playing by myself, and it's just not quite... It's, it's hard by it's, yourself. <laughs> it's a little too hard by myself, yes. That, that was the thing, is that I had to adjust the world tier, or whatever it's called, down quite a bit to be able to like play ahead, and then you don't get as good of rewards, so it's not as much fun, but... Yeah, plus, you can do like some cool synergizing with the, the classes the and stuff that you yeah. can't really do if you're playing by yourself. Very true. So... We'll see. Maybe we can hop back on after that uh, update yeah. comes out. And then finally, uh, PC Gamer reported that a literal truck heist over GPUs did just happen. <laughs> uh, EVGA product manager Jacob Freeman posted on their forums that a shipment of EVGA RTX 30 series graphics cards had been nicked out of a truck on their way from South San Francisco or from San Francisco to Southern California. Uh, the retail value of the bo- uh, cards on board ranged from $329 to $1,959. So there were NVIDIA RTX 3090s and as well as 3060s somewhere in that shipment. Um, but yeah, these the, the people who may end up with these cards in their hands if they buy them from nefarious places uh, apparently will find that when they go to register for the warranty, it will not work. They have a list of the serial numbers that were included in that heist so can't they just remote shut them down well not really i don't think not, so you never really firmware you can firmware update gpus but it's very uh it's not done very often because you can break Could, them too couldn't they just have nvidia put it in the geforce drivers like to nah, break, to break uh, them probably not not in any way that like wouldn't be easily yeah no it, it would just end would up breaking guess. everyone else's cards and those <laughs> yeah. cards would be the ones that are fine Exactly. Yes, it'd be like EVGs. the um, for video the, Yeah, games. this this set of the set of cards that got stolen can all run New World perfectly. Yeah, EVJs <laughs> already had enough trouble with br- cards breaking. So yeah, I so fortunately I've, I am one of the lucky ones from the uh, initial launch of the thirty eighty. Apparently, that's good. Yeah. No. So <sighs> shit's crazy, man. I don't know when we're going to be able to like make electronics without any sort of constrainment issues. Hey, do but... you think do you think Vin Diesel stole that truck of cards? 
No, he's only interested in DVD VHS combos. One like laser in the first disc Fast player. Uh, you mean laser disc? <laughs> Gotta be you able guys. to watch my my Disney you Disney wanna, VHS collection from when I was a kid. I want to watch the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the eighties. I gotta show my my friend Pablo's daughter, Pablo. Miss yeah. you, Pablo. Pour one out. Fuck the Rock. Oh. But also don't fuck the Rock because he's coming back for Fast Ten, even though he didn't confirm that himself. <laughs> I told him he gotta come back. That hasn't happened yet. It's for Paul Isn't there already Walker. ten of those movies? No, we're doing Fast Fast Ten, Fast Ten Part One and Fast Ten Part Two are coming out. And I wish this was a joke, but it's not. It's and been announced. The title is 10 times too fast. I told my friend Pablo that we were doing 10 parts. <laughs> Who the fuck is Pablo? Doing it? it fu- it's, fucking, it's fucking Paul Walker. He calls him Pablo. Oh. <laughs> there, he just made this Instagram post that was like, The Rock's coming back. I told my friend Pablo that we're doing it in 10 parts and we got to do it. And of course, the movie is going to be split into two so it's fast 10 part one and part two so it's really 11 parts yes but he's calling it 10 parts and i'm gonna flip a fucking chair if the movie's not called fast in your seat belts <laughs> like why why would you why would you make 10 of those movies if you're not gonna do that it's all building to this yeah that's the only reason to do this. This movie is sponsored so. by Click It or Ticket. <laughs> N- it's a highway safety board. <laughs> this is the movie well, you're allowed to watch that, in a that, moving vehicle. Like, they get those police dog like mascots, like you know, <laughs> Scruff McGruff and like yeah. all the Chicago Illinois. You guys Whatever. start doing we've Vin been, Diesel voices, and suddenly we have two more viewers. I don't know if it's a coincidence. We've been building to this. I was, I did, the crime I did Google, dog is joining did, the Fast 10 crew. <laughs> I did Google Dominic Toretto quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I have, Family. like, all of his lines from, like, every movie, like, split up here, like, The only oh, thing I want to do is be with my family and drink a Corona. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all the (laughs) bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. You should make a soundboard of those. You break a heart, I break your neck. (laughs) (laughs) I used to drag here back in high school. That railroad crossing up ahead is exactly a quarter mile away from here. (laughs) I'm green, I'm going for it. Nick's gonna piss his pants laughing at all this. <laughs> all right. That's in a 10 second car, not a 10 minute car. <laughs> I have faith in you, but this isn't a junkyard. This is a garage. I only care about pink slips. My safe file in ARC. ARC 2. <laughs> I put so much time into that. Settlement that I built with this is Pablo. My favorite game of all time. Built it with Pablo before he died, even though Dark Two wasn't out yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it. You can have any brew you want as long as it's Corona. <laughs> all right, uh, House of Ashes next time. Yeah, we'll total. talk some more about that. That's a that'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> maybe we'll we'll have to maybe I could set up my camera. I have the camera adapter for my PS5 and then I can stream it maybe. There you go. Maybe people would be into It'll that. would be fun. I don't know. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Today we're going to talk about some music and some other stuff that I have in mind. Uh, things that don't have anything to do with video games, most likely. So uh, think about that. Again, as little as a dollar to join the Patreon. You get early access to those. Otherwise, they pop up in our feed on the off weeks. As always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can use your free Prime subscription that Amazon so graciously gives you to give us a little bit of extra cash on the side, which helps us as well. Servers cost money. Hosting costs money. It's nice. It's nice to help. Yes. Video we, gaming we, costs we a lot of money. And we appreciate all of our patrons and and listeners in general. Whether you are a patron or not, we appreciate you joining us for what I think we're going on six years coming up. Five five years? Uh, yeah. We started in like January, I think, didn't we? And I think it was like January twenty fifteen. Wow. I'll double check. We're going on five, I think. All right. Five years. I'm going to say. Anyways, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next time. Peace.